Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Gold to Go for this week. This is the 12th episode of the second season and boy do we have some games this week. But before we get into those, we gotta talk about the last week. And then we'll do... You should know the format by now, you've listened to this multiple times. Unless you haven't, in which case, I apologize for being so rude in my introduction. Hi. Um, hopefully you enjoy this as we begin with the Thursday Night Football romp. Yeah, so the Jets and the... The Colts. This looked early, like it could be a close game. And then Mike White went out, and then the Colts decided to murder the Jets, uh, which was good for me, at least, because I had the Colts picked as my, uh, you know, eliminator team. So, woohoo! I'm still undefeated there, and I sure would like to be undefeated for the rest of the season, as that's very difficult to do. Also, this game ended in 45-30, to 30, Scorigami. This is the 1,069th Scorigami in the history of the NFL. Nice. Yes. What wasn't nice was what happened on Sunday. So, I only got 6 out of total of 14 picks correct, which is never a good sign. Um, here's where it started wrong. So, the Bengals lost to the Browns in a game that can only be described as an absolute curb stomping. So, the Browns decided to show Odell Beckham Jr. we don't need you by throwing every pass to every one. I believe that the leading receiver was tied with, uh, there was a tie of multiple receivers with two catches. Yeah. Though I would like to double check that. So, I will. Uh, yeah, Nick Chubb, he ran through the Bengals' entire defense. Uh, yeah, Donovan, you know, the Peoples Jones, uh, he had two receptions. If you look at the box score, you will see that the recip yep, it was Peoples Jones, Nick Chubb, and Harrison Bryant. They all had two receptions. Everyone else had one except for Jarvis Landry he had three, actually, so never mind that. Why aren't these in order of the... I'm not going to question how this is ordered, but what I will question is what's happened with the Bengals? Seriously, did the Jets break you or something? I can see how that's happened, but you guys have played like a hot steaming pile of doo-doo garbage. Jamar Chase isn't producing at the levels he was, which is bad for my fantasy team. Which, by the way, update on my fantasy team, it won. My opponent started uh, like five players that weren't on by or were, you know, out with injuries or were Aaron Rodgers. So it was a hollow victory. Yeah, always fun to get those. By the way, I just need to let y'all know that my division is hilariously bad. I'm 8-1 and one and there's a tie for second with like four players. I, it's like three or four players at four and five. It's like the NFC East, you know, except even stupider. But yeah, um... Bengals, you did not look good, and I missed, and I whiffed hard. You know what else I whiffed hard on? Not realizing that the Perna curse is real. Brandon Perna, if you don't know, makes very funny YouTube content, and he now has a wheel that curses teams, Um, and he cursed the Cowboys. The Cowboys still have not beaten the Broncos in my lifetime. So that's a fun thing. I don't think they've beaten them since the 90s. Yeah. And this game was bad in a lot of respects. Number one, the Broncos hadn't scored 30 all year. They scored 30 in this game. Number two, the Cowboys didn't score until the last uh, quarter. They scored two garbage time touchdowns, which helped my fantasy team because I start Dak Prescott. Which, by the way, Dak Prescott had a worse game against a worse team. Like, 
you look at what Cooper Rush did against the Vikings, and then you look at what Dak Prescott did against the Broncos, and you're like, what the hell? I don't know what's happening there. Mike McCarthy doing Mike McCarthy things. We'll see about this. Also, Kellen Moore is going to be a hot coaching commodity. He couldn't figure out the Broncos. Really? Can I just say that Kellen Moore is not my favorite offensive coordinator, and I do believe that he is not as good as you think he is, because if he's such an offensive genius, how come he couldn't... I'm sorry, so this is going to get me on... If you remember last year, I got on a rant about how Matt Rule decided to kick a 65-yard field goal to try and tie it up against the Saints, um, and how I got angry at him for doing that, because I hate it when my opponents don't try and beat me, because stupidity is just... I have a problem. I correct my enemy when they're making mistakes. But now that the game has passed, and, you know, basically, Kellen Moore couldn't figure out, despite evidence during the game, that throwing the ball deep to Amari Cooper was the easiest way to stop the Saints from being able to, you know, have a lead at any point. We had no secondary. You put up nine points on us. You put up nine. How did you... No, it was 10. Excuse me. It was 10 points. We won the game 12 to 10. Um, how how did you not think maybe throwing deep to Amari Cooper was just the recipe you needed? It's like when the Panthers didn't just try throwing the ball out in the flat to uh, Christian McCaffrey like 20 times and seeing if it gets stopped. Look, when LSU ran counter 14 times in a row, we did it because Todd Grantham couldn't stop it. Do that. It doesn't take an idiot to figure this out. Because when it works five times, maybe trying it a sixth time will work. I don't know. You can't outthink yourself and you can't overthink yourself. Here, I just genuinely don't know what happened. And then there's things that don't. I don't know what happened with my brain. Why did I pick the Texans? Why did I pick the Texans? The Texans can't do anything right. They lost to the Dolphins, who weren't even starting a good quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is an okay quarterback, but he led them... This game, from what I heard, was one of the worst football games imaginable. 17-9, neither team looked like they were trying to win. It was a good old-fashioned tank bowl. Then we have Saints-Falcons. I told you the Falcons were going to win this game. I told you the Falcons were going to win this game. You know why I told you the Falcons were going to win this game? Because this is such a classic Saints move. Coming off a big victory, losing to the Falcons. Remember in 2019 when we lost to the Falcons for no reason? Off a bye? Yeah. that I remember that. That's why I thought we'd lose this game. We've had so many stupid problems. And now we're injured. Now we're injured. I'll talk about that more tomorrow on the Goal to Go kickoff show, mainly because I am trying to get more info about injuries. I want to wait for that. It's been really convenient. I'll... Yeah, but still, the Falcons realize they have two guys. Their names are Cordero Patterson and Kyle Pitts, and they used them to their advantage by destroying us because our defense couldn't cover anything. Then, somehow, someway, and by somehow, someway, I mean I know exactly how this happened, we come back because the Falcons... Get stupid penalties, and the play calling just completely... It's like they weren't even trying to win the game. It, it was like they, they forgot they were supposed to hold on to a lead. Which, you know, classic Falconsing. But, like, we had some problems, too. Not getting some two-point conversions gave up four... Left four points on the board. We missed two two-point conversions. So, 
yeah, we'd have had a five-point lead if we'd have converted both of them. We'd have had a three-point lead if we converted one of them. And in actuality, if we'd have converted the first, we probably wouldn't have gone for the second. Because we'd have been up three, and then we'd have just kicked to go up four to force them to go for a touchdown. Had they tried to go for a touchdown, I don't necessarily know if they get it. But what didn't help is Paulson Adebo not knowing how to cover Cordero Patterson. And I get he's a rookie, but like, you know who Cordero Patterson is from your time watching football, right? You have to keep in step with him. He took one step off. He slowed up one second too late. Cordero Patterson was wide open. Now, Marcus Williams made, in my opinion, after thinking about it, possibly a bad decision. I think Cordero Patterson should have been just left to go into the end zone. I think he might not have thought about it, gone into the end zone, scored the touchdown. They'd have gone for two. Had that missed, we could have gone for at least a touchdown drive to end the, to win the game. We would have had a chance. I think he'd have been smart enough to recognize what the hell was going on and step out of bounds. Though if I'm Marcus Williams, like I try and... I don't know. I like mind games, and maybe this isn't a mind game that you can think of in that moment, especially for Marcus. I don't know how to make good judgments in key situations, Williams. But, like, it just, it hurt, man. That's probably the most painful loss in in the Falcon Saints history, just for me at least. Because it's like, we came back, we had this, it was a classic Falcons loss, and then, what do you know, the defense blew it. And it was a classic Saints loss. That hurt a lot. And you know what else hurt? The the wide receivers. Guys, can you catch to save your lives? None of them could catch. Jawan Johnson, by the way, I don't know what the hell Sean Payton was doing with him as a healthy scratch. The good news is you don't have to worry about that anymore because we have to put a guy on IR. Uh, that's Peyton Turner. We did elevate a guy, but still, do not put Jawan Johnson as a healthy scratch again. Do not do it. Do not. Do, just don't do it. Please. He's way too good a tight end to leave on the sidelines. Like, he's good blocking, but more importantly, he can actually catch the ball unlike Troutman. Troutman is, you know, I don't know what the hell's happened, but he's had a huge drop-off from his first to his second year. His first year, he could run routes pretty well. He was catching the ball well. There's a reason why we could cut Jared Cook and feel pretty comfortable, pretty safe. And then his hands turned to butter. Fix your god-awful hands Bro, you did well in the fourth quarter. That needs to continue into this week. As for the Falcons, um, yeah, they're four and four, or what? They're, yeah, they're four and four, right? They're four and four. Uh, they're in the playoffs technically. They have the seventh best record in the uh NFC. And yeah, they're doing pretty well for themselves. It's interesting to see how they're playing. Their defense has definitely stepped it up, offensively. They have Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson. They actually know how to use them, so really not that hard to do. But yeah. Then Raiders Giants. Okay, Raiders, are you trying to just implode? Look, I really don't want to call you certain things because of the Henry Ruggs incident. Like that would like it would be pretty insensitive for me to call you all like a tire fire because of stuff. Um, but what I will call you is, you know, not so great. And losing to the Giants is one of those signs. Okay, shut up about the fact that the Saints lost to the Giants. Um, Because I I didn't get to watch this game. But 
I just, you lost to the Giants. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you did that. What what are you doing? Then the Patriots beat the Panthers. Cool. Great job, McCorkle. Uh, why'd you try and injure a dude? What were you doing, bro? What the hell are you doing? Also, I can't remember his name now. I don't know. But you calling for hunting season. Just don't say those kinds of things, but also, I'm totally fine with it. I'm just saying, like, you don't say those things in public. You say those on Twitter. Um, I'm, you just, you don't say that in press conferences, you say that on Twitter. Yeah. Then, in what can only be described as the what the hell happened game of the week, the Jaguars beat the Bills. Josh Allen picked off Josh Allen. He sacked Josh Allen, and I believe he uh, forced he forced a fumble on Josh Allen. Did not recover it, unfortunately. Um, yeah, the linebacker played better than the quarterback. That was the better Josh Allen. What the hell was this game? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I'll tell you the one thing I did see. Matthew Wright cannot kick a football. Turns out that's a thing still. Yeah, turns out the Jaguars still have kicking woes. He was good enough to kick three of them, but not three in a row. So, I need to explain the stupidest, uh, you know, thing ever. So, Matthew Wright, he is lining up for a 42-yard field goal. And then he kicks it, and it is no good. But, ball start on the offense. Gives him a second chance. It's five yards back. It's a 47-yarder. He kicks it. He misses it. The first one was wide left. The second one was wide left. However, offsides on the defense, five yards back to the 42, um, to make it a 42-yarder again, he misses it wide left again. The dude didn't even try changing his kick. It was the same kick three times. Bro, what are you doing? I don't even know. And like... I just don't get what the Bills are. Because you're supposed to beat the crap out of the Jaguars, and you don't. What are you doing? Honestly, like, why can't you be consistent? Why can't you be normal? It's the same thing I've been saying to the Saints all year, but what are you? Can you figure yourselves out, please? Because guess what? The Patriots are coming up on you in the division. Yeah, they're looking to take a lead. Because if you look at it right now, the Bills are 5-3, and three. The Patriots are 5-4. and four. The only reason there's that difference is because of the bye week that you have and they haven't. So yeah. Then, in a game that, you know, was totally normal, the Ravens beat the Vikings in overtime. What happened here? I only got to catch overtime, but what happened here? Seriously? I mean... Lamar Jackson, by the way, has eschewed that entire narrative that he can't lead a comeback. No, no, he very much can, and he very much will. What the hell are the Vikings at this point? That's all I have to say about that. Chargers beat the Eagles. Good, I got this one right. How was this on a field goal? The Eagles are terrible. You should beat them. Seriously, Chargers, I'm losing faith in you every single week. And it's because of games like this. Brandon Staley, though, my goodness, can he manage a clock? Because that game-ending sequence, he basically, instead of kicking a field goal and giving it back to the Eagles, he goes for it on fourth down, converts, and then doesn't give the ball back to the Eagles to get in 
Instead, you get into a game-winning field goal situation. Absolutely brilliant. Here's what wasn't brilliant, me picking the Packers. I don't know why I decided that was smart. Because it ended up with uh, the, the Chiefs winning. Yeah. So, first of all, Green Bay special teams decided to become the joke of the week. So you have a new long snapper. And uh, you miss two field goals. Oof. That's not a good sign. Especially when one of those looked to be on the holder. Which means... I'm trying to remember if one of those, they showed the snap. And it was just... Ew. But that might have been in another game that I watched. Either way, what I do remember is that the Packers would have been tied with them had they made those two field goals. Also, their special teams decided to, you know, shoot them in the foot when there was the whole punts and the punt accidentally boinked off of a guy's shoe, giving the Chiefs the ball and allowing them to kick a field goal. Or get into field goal range. The defense held up pretty well. Um, which, by the way, Eric Bieniemy is not getting a head coaching job after this year, is he? Yeah, because the offense hasn't looked good at all. Like, I don't know what the heck is happening, but the Chiefs do not look like a good football team. They look average at best. They need to get a lot of things working. Because they should not have won that game. They got lucky. They aren't good. This is a team that was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. And they look average. There is a team that doesn't look average. And that's the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Colt McCoy was their quarterback. And you wouldn't have known it. Based on their 31-17 dominating win over the 49ers. And it begs the question. Is Kyle Shanahan on the hot seat? And the answer to that question, I believe, is it's warming up. It's warming up. You can't keep blaming injuries at this point. Chase Edmonds and Colt McCoy just tore through your team. They have no J.J. Watt either. What the heck is wrong with you guys? You played them close the first time, and they had all of those guys healthy. And that was on the road. You did that on the road, but at home you completely wasted it? That's terrible. It's an absolutely inexcusable loss. You have to do better than that. And then on Sunday Night Football, the Titans decided to show the Rams who's boss by beating them. How did that happen? You see, all of this talk about the Rams, they get Von Miller. He doesn't play, granted. Uh, all about how the Rams are so good. And then it unraveled in 26 seconds. So, for some reason, and by for some reason, I can tell the reason, Matthew Stafford decides to throw up a pass because he wants to avoid a safety that actually wouldn't have happened. Yeah, turns out they would have reviewed it and yeah, wouldn't have been a safety. His forward progress was at the half yard line. But he throws a pass and it's picked off. This leads on the very next play to a touchdown. Then, first play from scrimmage on the next drive. And Stafford throws a pick six. Yeah, that was game. That was just game at that point. The Rams could not do anything. The Rams O-line, we need to talk about it. It ain't good. And that's a place they really needed to find someone, and they haven't. I honestly think you should have been buying at the deadline and looking for a guy like that. But instead, the Rams decided to go with Von Miller, and now they're going to get Odell Beckham Jr. 
cool. So I get you have a loaded receivers room, and I get depth is important, but do you really think he's more important than an offensive lineman? And I get there aren't many free agent offensive linemen out there, especially ones that can help you out, but Andrew Whitworth is coming to the end of his career. You really need to replace him. You need to get more depth. You're not going to win the Super Bowl with that kind of depth. Because guess what? The blitzing that went on in that game, Mike Vrabel just showed everyone the blueprint for how to beat Matt Stafford. Give him about as much time as he had in Detroit. Like, it honestly kind of exposed the Rams as a team that has a problematic O-line. This is something, by the way, that I gotta just get off my chest. Um, Any team that's loaded is not without weakness or flaw. There's no such thing as a perfect Super Bowl team. There's no such thing as a juggernaut that's unstoppable. It's just not true. Every team has a weakness. Every team has a flaw. Every team has something that can be exploited. Every single NFL team has it. And when you find it, you need to drive a knife right through it. Mike Vrabel is, I think, a coach that when he finds that weak point, he just exploits the crap out of it. It's what he did to beat the Ravens in the playoffs. A couple years ago, when he forced the Ravens to throw the ball 55 times, he just exploited it and just was like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing this, by the way. I'm not going to change it. Do something about it. Oh, you're not? Okay. And then that that was it. That's, that was all he needed to do. And then finally, on Monday Night Football, the referees uh, beat the Chicago Bears. Uh, what was the final score? 29-27. to 27. It wasn't the referees that did it, but by God, did the referees help here. So, the taunting penalty... No, that wasn't taunting. That was not taunting. If TJ Watt blowing a kiss to the Bears sideline isn't taunting, then that most certainly wasn't taunting. Also, Carenti, you hip-checking the man does not warrant anything other than your ass being suspended for a week. You are an emotional referee. You are a piece of shit referee that many players have no respect for. And you lost a lot of respect with NFL players during that game for that move. That move is going to get you knocked down with a lot of players not care- not caring. Like, on a play, if you're in their way, they will knock you down. They will bowl you over and they won't care because they don't like you. They don't like you. I don't like you. I don't. I personally despise that call and despise the way your crew officiated that game because that low block was not. You see, a block in, involves contact. There was no contact. And with that, you take off a Jimmy Graham touchdown. No, 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 no. I'm shocked you got the fumble call right. I'm shocked you got the fumble call right that ended up being a scoop and score. You got that right. But no, that was not a low block. You missed multiple roughing the passer calls on Justin Fields. The NFL then defended a blatant hit to the head that got flagged against the Bengals. The Bengals got flagged for this against the Jets. The same type of hit to the head. And the NFL said on Twitter, this is a legal hit. That's a lie because two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you said it wasn't. No, it was two weeks ago now. Yeah. So make up your damn mind. But I know you won't. And by the way, uh, funny how you, you know start a gambling partnership, and then you introduce this rule that allows referees to give teams 
15-yard penalties at will. Mm-hmm. There's nothing suspect there. Now it's time for my picks for this week. Let's go. So, tonight's game, Ravens over Dolphins. The Dolphins are starting Jacoby Brissett again. It's not happening. This is going to end badly. The Ravens are better. Cowboys-Falcons. Look, I don't like the Cowboys or the Falcons, but I like the Cowboys more than the Falcons, so I hope they win. Uh, Not only that, but I think that the Cowboys will bounce back. I think that the, the Falcons are a good team. I do think that the Falcons are a very good team. I just think the Cowboys are a little bit better. But I said that about the Broncos and the Cowboys, and we know how well that went. Yeah. Skipping over Saints and Titans. That's for tomorrow. Jaguars and Colts. I think the Colts beat them because the Colts can beat the crap out of the Jaguars. The Jaguars cannot win divisional games. Unless they're against the... Yeah. Wait. Against no one. Uh, Yeah. Patriots, Browns. I think the Patriots, they're on a roll right now. They're figuring out who they are. They're at home. It's tough to win in Foxborough. I don't think the Browns are going to pull it off. I think Patriots will win it. Bills, Jets. <laughs> Bills. Um, I know that the, the Jaguars beat them last week, but look, that was just a game where they got outplayed. Yes, I know the Jaguars actually outplayed a team, but hey, Bills are going to bounce back. They'll be playing a Mike White-led Jets team, granted, but I do believe that the the Bills have the ability to bounce back. Get it? The ability? This isn't funny anymore. Then my eliminator pick. I got the Steelers beating the Lions. See, the Lions still don't know how to win a football game. It doesn't help that they didn't get a chance to catch catch in, you know, catch a ride on all the upsets from last week, because they were on bye. I think the Steelers will beat them. I think it'll be a pretty decent win. Steelers will continue figuring things out. Bucks and Washington. I think the Bucks are going to beat them. The Bucks are a better team than Washington. Uh, did the Bucks play? No, they were on bye. That's right. So the Bucks just had their bye week. Um, they're a more well-rested team. Uh, Washington still doesn't know what it is. Like, by God, I thought they were going to be a playoff team, and they were not. Panthers and Cardinals. Panthers re-signed Cam Newton because apparently having only P.J. Walker and Matt Barkley means you need to sign the retread that is Cam Newton. Look, he can't throw. He can't play as well as he used to. He can't throw the ball at all. Like, it's... His mechanics are just bad. It's not good. The Cardinals, I think, are a better team. Uh, if they don't have Kyler Murray back, I, I know that this is one of those weird things because, like, Colt McCoy, I think, had this kind of game last year and then fell off the face of the planet. If the Panthers are making use of Christian McCaffrey, they have a good chance of winning this game. If they're not, if they're going to still limit him, then the Panthers aren't going to win this game. Not with P.J. Walker as their starter. Then, in a game that I'm choosing as an upset because of reasons, uh, the Vikings over the Chargers. I think the Chargers still have yet to show me they're actually worthy of you know, being a considered a contender because they've been playing tight games and losing games to teams they definitely shouldn't be. Now, granted, the Patriots maybe not as true, but when you're playing tight against the Eagles, not not that's not good. So, I think the Vikings just coming off that game, I know they're very inconsistent. It's going to be a close one, and it's a coin flip for me. I know that the Chargers should be a better team, but they haven't shown me that. Then the Broncos and the Eagles. I think the Broncos beat the Eagles. The Eagles just... 
are bad, and the Broncos are also bad, but not as bad as the Eagles. That's the only takeaway I have. I've seen neither one of these teams. Uh, Then, in the Seahawks-Packers game, I get the Seahawks pulling off an upset. I don't know if Rodgers is going to be back. I'm assuming that he will in this case, but Russell Wilson, while he has historically struggled at Lambeau Field, I think that the team, if they find their consistency, they're going to win this game. They can be somewhat consistent, they're going to win this game. And if Jordan Love plays in it, oh, they're going to win this game. Uh, So yeah, but we'll see there. Then in Chiefs Raiders, I think that the Chiefs are going to win this game because the Raiders are so damn inconsistent right now. Uh, they need to find their footing. They need to figure out who they are and what they are with all of the, you know, chaos around them. That's the Sunday night game. Then Monday night. Rams and 49ers. Look, the 49ers have nothing going for them, and the Rams have Odell Beckham Jr. The Rams are going to beat the crap out of them. The Rams are a really good team. Are they the best team in the NFL? Maybe. That O-line doesn't give me any hope. I'm serious. That O-line is serious. It's one of those things where it's like, if your O-line is bad, I don't consider you to be one of the better, the best team, unless like no team has a great O-line and there's all these other problems. That O-line is such an issue where if you can blitz it right, and trust me, the Titans knew how to do it, And there are defensive coordinators in the NFL who know how to blitz pretty damn well. Hell, the Cardinals got the better of them because of pass rush. And with all of that, I think the Rams are going to win it. But the Rams are not the best team in the NFL just yet. I do think the Packers, when they're healthy, they're the best team. They've pretty much shown it because when they're not healthy, they're damn good. Is it time to move to the collegiate game, though? I think it's time to move to the collegiate game. So let's do that. I have been doing terribly the past two weeks. Who, baby. College football has been doing a number to my picks. Let's start with the Ohio State game. So it beat uh, Nebraska by nine. Hey, look, I, I thought it was going to be like low scoring, you know, close game maybe. I was right. Cool. Then in a non-conference game, you know, despite the fact that they play in the same conference, Wake Forest versus North Carolina. I had Wake Forest winning it, and I watched the game, and I turned it on, and I was like, oh, this game's over, because Wake Forest had a 14-point lead. What I didn't realize was that it was the third quarter, not the fourth. Oops. Yep. Then then uh, Wake Forest blew it. That's <laughs> That was unfun. So they're still undefeated in conference play, because basically this exists because... Wake Forest and North Carolina, for reasons known only to someone, are in different divisions, despite being in the same state, and not being too far from each other. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, They would only play each other once every 12 years. So, they've decided to schedule each other out of conference, and it doesn't count towards conference record. And this is why divisions are stupid when not done well. But no, I believe Wake Forest plays... One of these two teams plays Boston College every year. You know, like God ordained. Then, Ole Miss. They beat Liberty. Beat the crap out of Liberty. I actually tuned into some of this game. Malik Willis doesn't look like a first-round pick behind a third... Uh, let me think. A third-string defense offensive line. Just, 
Liberty is one of the worst teams in FBS when it comes to preventing sacks. I think they're probably dead last now. They're bottom three at least. Uh, they came in allowing, uh, you know, 29 sacks. That was 124th out of 138, I believe. Or 130. Yeah, they, they allowed like five or six. Malik Willis, he can't be the everyman. He just can't. And granted, it's Liberty. They don't have that much talent. But, you know, you might expect a little better. Then, Oklahoma State, they beat West Virginia. I, I don't know what to say about this game, except I expected exactly as much. Oklahoma State's still a pretty good team. Texas A&M versus Auburn. I had Auburn in this game. Boy, was I wrong about that. Turns out Texas A&M's really good with Zach Calzada. They held Auburn to three. Okay, Texas A&M is genuinely a good football team. Here's the craziest thing. If Auburn beats Alabama and Texas A&M wins out, Texas A&M is going to the SEC championship game. I want this to happen more than you think, except for that part where they... (sighs) See, here's the conundrum. That would require Texas A&M to beat LSU at home, which I don't want. However, I also don't want Alabama in the SEC championship game. But then again, if Alabama's in the SEC championship game, they'll just get murdered by Georgia, like every other team's going to this year. Can I just be serious about this? The only team that I think could beat Georgia is Purdue, because at this point, Purdue is just the spoiler. I mean, everyone's calling them the spoiler makers, and it's just true this year. But before we get to that, Baylor and TCU. TCU had let go of Gary Patterson, he was going to go at the end of the year, and they decided, no, we're not going to let you do that. Uh, We're instead going to force you to go right now. So we did, and then they won 30-28. to I remember it being 30-22 to when I had checked in on a little something. But, yeah. Baylor, come on, you gotta do better than this. Then in the spoiler maker game, man, I really should have picked Purdue. I literally said if they were number two, I would have picked them. <sighs> Purdue. David Bell is the most obvious guy in the world, and no one covers him. This dude has like 200 yards a game, and it's because like no one's ever covering him. I was watching the I was watching this game, and I'm like, so he's he's wide open, wide open. You don't want to double this man. You don't want to double him. He's gonna he's he's tearing him like it's tearing them wide open. It's bad. Purdue beat the crap out of them by eleven points. I would talk about you know college football playoff rankings. However, again, and I've said this before, I do not recognize them as an arbiter of anything other than like bowl selection, which is you know cool and all. Bama beat LSU. I picked it. I did not expect this game to be that close. 20-14. to 14, I talked all about it. It was a moral victory for LSU. There ain't no such thing as that. It was a moral defeat for Bama. We were the better team out there that night. If we had a good quarterback, we'd actually won. This has caused a controversy. A controversy which is spread into this week, apparently. There's a chance that Garrett Nussmeyer takes significant snaps against Arkansas. I believe against Arkansas. If not Arkansas, ULM. Yeah, Garrett Nussmeyer would run out of his red shirt. 
Granted, we'd burn his red shirt because it'd be his fourth game. Or I think his fifth game or something. Um, but Max Johnson is bad. Max Johnson holds on to the ball way too damn long. Max Johnson throws off of his back foot way too damn often. Now, why is he rolling out the wrong way? I don't know. I don't know. They roll him out in a way where it's like, okay. Do not, and I repeat, do not roll a left-handed quarterback out toward, to, don't force him to throw across his body, please, don't, it's annoying, as a lefty myself, I can just say, yeah, I could see that, but, um, I don't care about his left-handedness anymore, because the dude can't play, he just can't play, he's lost his speed, I don't know what the hell happened there, but, yeah, it's just bad. And then Oregon beat Washington. Washington's coach got suspended for a week for slapping a player in the face. Yeah, hitting a player in the face. Mask. Still, inexcusable. Uh, he's an idiot. Jimmy Lake's going to get fired. Uh, and Oregon wins. And then UTSA, they beat UTEP. They beat UTEP pretty well. I said there'd be 55 points in Auburn A&M. Boy, was I wrong. So, yes, let us get on to this week's picks, and then we'll get into the underdog pick and then I'll get out of here so I can get some work done. Okay? So, Michigan and Penn State. I got Michigan winning this one. Penn State is just so... Uh. So, yeah. Baylor and Oklahoma. I'm going to pick an upset here. I think Baylor... Oklahoma has not been tested well enough this year. They just haven't. Texas has been completely collapsing down the stretch in every single one of their games, it seems. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Man, firing Tom Herman worked so well. You only hired a worse head coach. Congratulations. You played yourselves. As for Oklahoma, they try to give every single team they play the game. I think if you do that to Baylor, you're going to lose. You're also on the road. Good luck. Then in another game that actually invites someone to say good luck, Ohio State and Purdue. Here's the problem. So I don't think Purdue wins this game because Ohio State is at home and because Ohio State can pile on points. I think when you look at um, Michigan State, they aren't exactly a team that piles on points. When you look at Iowa, you're not exactly looking at a team that scores ever. I've called them a constipated offense, and frankly, that's what they are. They are an affront to the idea of offense. I would say offensive, but you know, that's way too good for them. Um, they're just dreadful. Now you're going up against an Ohio State team that can drop 50 on any random sucker. They need this win. This win is actually a big-time win. This is a resume booster. Because it tells you, hey, you know what? We didn't lose to Purdue. Please rank us higher. Then, Minnesota, Iowa. Gophers. Look, if Iowa doesn't fix their offense, I'm going to be very disappointed and also not care. Because I want Minnesota to win this game. But also, I don't think Iowa's got the offense. They got the defense, but not the offense. Just... 
like, didn't Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota lost, granted, to Illinois, but so did Penn State. Um, I don't know. Then, UAB Marshall. I got no clue. I don't even know why the hell this game's on here. I'm not watching this game. Uh, it's a bit too at 2.30 for me. I got Marshall winning it over UAB because Marshall's the home team. I got nothing else there. Texas A&M and Ole Miss. Um, I got A&M. I just think that they've been pretty consistent recently. think that while Ole Miss is pretty good... It's going to be a fun matchup. I, I honestly would say, like, this is kind of a toss-up. Again, it's really tough for me to gauge because I have not gotten a good chance to look at what Ole Miss is because they've only played teams like LSU, and LSU's bad. See, it doesn't help that my team is bad. But we'll see about AM. Then Notre Dame and Virginia. I just think Notre Dame's going to beat the crap out of them. It's not even going to be that close. <laughs> Then NC State and Wake Forest. Wake Forest bounces back. They'll beat NC State. I'm going to be completely wrong, and NC State's going to beat them by 40. Isn't that going to be the truth? Then punt god Matt Areza versus the Nevada Wolfpack. Um, San Diego State has a punter. His name is Matt Areza. He's going to win the Ray Guy Award. I feel bad for every other semifinalist because they're not going to win the Ray Guy Award. This guy also does kickoffs and field goals. This dude has like three 50-yard field goals. Yeah. There's only one guy in the nation who's got more. I don't know who it is. I didn't look. Um, this dude has a titanium leg. And San Diego State uses him. Because otherwise, they can't score. It gets bad. Nevada can. I think if this game... If you're looking for any game that could be a potential ooh upset, this is one of them. But we will see about that. And then, finally, Washington State and Oregon. For the joke, I would have picked Washington State, but no, Oregon is just cruising. I still don't understand how they've lost to Stanford. Which, by the way, that loss to Stanford keeps getting worse every week. Because it's like, hey, we're Stanford, and we're going to be a terrible team. An awful team. An absolutely putrid team. And they just get worse and worse and worse. I haven't seen them get better. Like... Is, is not good. Is it finally time to go to the underdog pick'em? I think it is. Let's wrap up this baby the way we always do. With the underdog pick'em. There we go. Now, how well did I do last week? Let's take a look. Are you... Oh. I didn't. Cool. I hate this. No points again. This hurts. Uh, if you wanted maximum points. Oh, by the way, Arizona got their first win of the season, as did UNLV. So with only two point underdogs to one of the worst teams. Yeah. So if you want to max points, 19 points from South Carolina beating Florida. 40 to 19, I think was the final. It was bad. Dan Mullen's getting fired. We all knew that. But Todd Grantham is gone. Yes. Just, you know, hang your all out blitzes at half mast. Uh, so 19 plus a 12 point underdog, Arizona. And then 15 point underdog, Illinois. So 12 
plus 15 plus 19. 27 plus 19 is 46. Yes, I almost thought I did the math wrong. Let's get the math right this week as we find the biggest upsets and also the most reasonable. So UConn is 40-point underdogs this week. Oh, baby, they just hired their newest head coach, Jim Elmora. He'll be doing a lot of his middle name at uh, UConn. We also have 33-point underdogs, Southern Miss at UTSA. Got any more? 30-point underdogs, Kansas. They're at Texas. Man, I'd pick them for the joke, but I'm not stupid. There's also 24-pointers. There's only three 30-plus point underdogs. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. New Mexico State's playing Bama this week. They're they're uh, 52-point underdogs. I did forget that was this week. So, yeah. 52 plus 40 plus 33. So 73 plus 52 be 125 points. It's not going to happen. But, you know. Let's look at the more reasonable ones. Um... I'll take Baylor over Oklahoma. Five points there. Probably going to miss that. Um, man, would I take that if I could get the actual odds on it. Um, let me see. I got Minnesota beating Iowa. That's six points. And then for my more unreasonable pick. Well, how about... We take a little bit of, I don't know, say Georgia State ain't beating Coastal. Not in this. Uh... Ooh, Texas Tech and Iowa State? I would, but no. Uh, Well, you know what? It's It's been getting ridiculous at this point with some of these games. I'll take Rice at Western Kentucky, 18 points. Oh, it's a home game? Okay, that's good. Um, So, yeah, that is going to do it for this episode of this show. So, tomorrow, goal to go kickoff show. Talking about the Saints and LSU football games coming up this week. I still have yet to get my tickets. By the way, they have not emailed me my tickets for the LSU game, which is kind of worrying because they usually do that on Thursdays. Uh, yeah. Um, still. Sorry, just thought I saw something that was that notification. It was not. Uh, so yeah, tomorrow, go to go kickoff show. Then, Saturday, might be doing a thing because I'm going to the basketball game on Friday night. Because I'm starting to do more recaps of other sports, because why not? Um, you know, quicker ones. Uh, then, Sunday, recap of the LSU game. Monday, recap of the Saints game. Two-point conversions, they're still on the books. So, you got that? You got my weekend plan? Hopefully, your weekend goes well. You know? You and whomever you are with. Or whatever you are doing. 
So that's going to do it for this episode of the Gold to Go Show. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S-P-O-R-T-S. I have been Ben Schluter. This has been the Goal to Go Show, just as normally called Goal to Go. Yes, I am talking very long for some reason, so I'm just going to say, until next time, bye bye